Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Have you ever watched a game show and said to yourself, what could I do to get on that game show? What can I do to win some money? Well, we have perhaps the best expert in the entire nation on that, Mark Richards. He's been doing this for years and years. He's taught people how to do it. He's hosted game shows. Basically, if it's got something to do with the game show, he's been involved, including the very popular Jeopardy. First of all, Mark, welcome. What is it that people need to do to get on the show? How do you get the attention of the guys that, and the gals that pick the people to go on the show? Well, the main thing you have to do is know the game you're auditioning for. See, the problem is the majority of people who attend game show auditions don't really know the game. Oh, I watched it a couple of times when I was sick, or, you know, uh, didn't make it to work, or whatever, but they don't really know the game. So they go to these auditions because they, they found out that they can make thousands of dollars being on a game show. So they go there unprepared. So they sit there like, like they're going wait, waiting in the doctor's office. And you gotta remember, when, as soon as you walk into a game show audition, the contestant coordinators and the producers are watching you. They're, they're scouting you around. They already know who they would love to have on the show, but yeah. now you gotta take a test and play a sample game and all that stuff. So when you go to the audition, you, first of all, you have to dress in whatever it makes you feel comfortable. Whatever you know you look good in, that's what you wear in the audition. And then as soon as you walk into the audition room with 35 or 40 other people, you want to stand out among the, the others by chit-chatting with the person sitting on either side of you. Look like you're having fun. You're really excited to be there. And don't sit there with your arms crossed and your legs crossed and look bored. Because we, as the contestant coordinators, we see you. We already know that, nah, forget that person. You know. So you're on from the front. minute you walk into the audition room, you are on. And then you've got to play a mock game. They watch you how you play the mock game. If you play well and they like your personality and your attitude, uh, there's a good chance you'll be on the show, especially if you're from out of state. Most of the game shows, in fact, all of them except for Millionaire, uh, are taped in Los Angeles. Millionaire's taped here in Vegas. Um, and if you're from out of state and you let the people know that you're from Chicago, for example, and you're only in town for another few days, if, the next, if they're taping the next day or so, They'll put you on the next and the next taping session because they want people from out of state. You know, see, most of the people who go to the auditions are from Los Angeles, Southern California. So it's, it gets tiresome after a while. From Los Angeles, here's so and so. Here's from Los Angeles. So even on Jeopardy, when we did the uh, tapings in '84. Uh, originally from Chicago. I mean, you might have been born there and for two weeks later you moved to L.A., right? But you're originally from Chicago. Or originally from New York, originally from Miami, whatever. This way, people in Miami are cheering for you. <laughs> you know, people from Chicago are cheering for you, you see? But that's how, that's how it works. And again, you've got to, uh, when you go to these auditions, you've got to, uh, you have to act. You know, put on a, a show. 
you know, and make you and stand out and say something interesting about yourself. When when you're asked to stand up and you've got 30 seconds to to talk about yourself, say something interesting. Well, my, so is that something like you actually could kind of prepare it? I mean, not so like you're reading it, but just that so you're kind of your elevator speech. Uh, yeah, practice in front of your friends, your family. You, say, you know, just get some feedback from them. But always say have something interesting to say about yourself. Like uh, my mother was a witch. Oh, really? You know, you know, it's something to stand out. And and uh, because as the contestant coordinator, uh, if I like you, you know, you've got personality and and uh, you, you dress well and you're interesting. Uh, I'll put you on the show because if I like you, millions of other people will like you. Right. If I don't like you personally, I won't put you on the show because if I don't like you, other people won't like you. It's like if you're having a party, you're going to invite people who you know will get along with your with your other party guests. Well, and you know, you mentioned it's important to have to to, to know these games well. So I'm guessing. For Jeopardy, you might want to have one personality, but if you're going to go on, say, The Price is Right, a little different. You're going to want to be more exuberant. Does that kind of play into, depending on what the game is? Uh, yeah, like Jeopardy, we don't want Price is Right type of attitudes. You know, we want people that are smart and uh, personable and uh, know how to play the game. Uh, price is Right, you know, they have 300 people lined up to go to the taping. Each has a name on it and a number. And, and let's say I'm the producer. Before they, they go into the, office, into the studio, I'm walking up and down the line, just looking for people who have interesting looks about them. Now, these people don't know I'm the producer. I mean, maybe some of them do, but most people don't. They think, oh, here's some guy, he's trying to make, you know, break into the line or something. You know? So anyway, three people at a time, uh, are ready, I interview them and, uh, hey, Stephen, where are you from? You know, what do you do? How long you have, you know, blah, blah, blah. In 15, 20 seconds, each person I interview. And then they go into the studio. Right next to me, sitting down or with a clipboard, right before they go into the studio, is my secretary. And I have a code phrase. For example, if I say, hey, Stephen, have a good day. I'm indicating to her to make note of you. So... Maybe there's 30 people who I said, hey, have a nice day. So before the show is taping, we know where you're sitting. You know, the cameramen know where you're sitting. Their director knows where you're sitting. And we make decisions who we want to pick for the show. You notice when they call, you know, Stephen so-and-so, come on down. The camera, you know, pans. They, they know where you're at. But they don't want to just zoom in on you, right? So anyway, that's, they pre-screen everyone who uh, is, goes into the studio, and they already know who they're going to pick for the show. Can you imagine if everyone, 300 people just put their name in a hat, and Drew Carey just picks out one name, and, and then you're going to get people who are poor uh, contestants. You know, they're old, they're too young, they're stupid, they're, they're, they look like a bike rider, you know, a gang right. member, or, you know, whatever. That, but that would make the show more interesting because now you're getting real people. Right, right, right. You know, you know but, but the thing is, they're all pre, pre-selected. But that's how they do it on The Price is Right. You know, you mentioned Drew Carey, and I wanted to ask you, you've been a game show host yourself, and uh, you've known, you've worked with all these guys. 
he was a little different in the sense that he was an established star beforehand and then got into that. Were you surprised this worked as well as it had, or did you just see that like, no, it's, it's a perfect fit? Well, here's something interesting. It had to be about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, I was at a gaming convention here in town, and Drew Carey was doing uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And there was a uh, slot machine or a, a video a slot machine with Drew Carey on it. And he was there at the opening day where they were demonstrating the game. So I even approached him. He's from Cleveland, and I was a DJ in Cleveland. So that was got us talking. And I said, have you ever ho- thought of hosting a game show? Because I had some game show ideas back then. He said, no, I'm not interested in hosting a game show. You know, because I was going to pitch him. I was going, hey, I've got an idea for a, a couple of game shows. But he, he had, no, I'm not interested, you know. And then, of course, he got the prices right. <laughs> But here's something of interest. In 1986, uh, I went to Cleveland. No, in 1985, Jeopardy went on the road to Cleveland. We did uh, contestant searches around the country. We went to Houston, we went to Baltimore, we went to uh, Cleveland, we went to Boston, you know. But Cleveland, I was there on radio for 13, 14 years. And. I'll never forget, uh, Drew, Drew, I remember Drew Carey, in an article I read about him, said he once auditioned for Jeopardy when Jeopardy came to town in 1985, but he was rejected. If he was rejected, I'm the one that rejected him. You know, because, but I didn't know who Drew Carey was back then. All I know is there's a little article I read about him that he said he was so disappointed he did not get on Jeopardy when, we came, when uh, they did contestant search. Well, you know, one more question about Jeopardy, and then I want to find out what you're doing now. But with Jeopardy, you know, obviously you have to be really smart. I mean, a lot of us that we think of ourselves, oh, we're pretty sharp. Those questions are rough and so forth. How do they figure out, you know, I mean, is there like an intelligence test that goes into this right off the bat? And is it one of those things where, you you know, they kind of know what subjects the contestants would know, or is it just strictly random? Well, everyone that took the test at Jeopardy, there's a 40-question test, and they had 15 minutes to answer the questions. But they didn't have to put in who is, what is, where is. They just put down the basic answer. Um, If you miss more than 11, bye-bye. You know, 39, I mean, 29 is passing, you know, out of 40 questions. So so what happens after every uh, testing session uh, my, my assistant and I would do the corrections while everyone else started mingling and chit-chatting about some of the questions that were on the test. And say out of, say, 40 people, I have maybe nine in my hand that of people who passed the test. I have no idea who they are. So I just go up and, and they see I only have nine pieces of paper in my hand, test sheets. I say, okay, if I call your name, raise your hand and uh, please remain seated. Everybody else, if I don't call your name, thanks for being with us. And uh, Julie will walk you down uh, out the door and you come back in three months and try it again. So then I call the names of the nine people who passed the test. And those people stay, the others go bye-bye. Then I hand those people a little index card and I said, put down any three things about yourself of, of interest, like Alex does on the show, you know. Oh, I understand you do this. And then we take a picture of everybody with a Polaroid. We take three people at a time and we snip, 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 and then staple them, their picture to the test sheets. 
And then we play a mock game with three people at a time. And I watch them as they play the game. I do a little chit-chat with them, you know, and for personality. And those who, who I felt good, I make a notation. They can't see what I do. I make a notation. And then I don't tell them if they're going to get on or not. I said, okay, thanks for coming down. If you, if you hear from us, great. If, if you don't hear from us within uh, three or four weeks, don't call us. We'll call you. Blah, blah. And then uh, that's how I get my contestants. Well, and have you ever had somebody that was really smart or something, but their personality was particularly offensive, and you gotta you got to refuse them? Well, there were times where we had people on the show that Alex did not like, yeah. and they keep on winning, kept on winning. And after every taping session, I'd go into Alex's dressing room, and I'd show him uh, the contestants in the bank. We have about 10 or 12 people ready to be on the show. And I'd show them, he'd look at the pictures and their test scores and stuff like that. And Alex would say, say okay, let's, let's go with this one. Because <laughs> Alex wanted to, get, wanted to get rid of the, the, the champion. You know. And then, what do you know, he still won. Well, Alex, here's who we have left. <laughs> he says, all right, let's go with so-and-so and so-and-so. All right. Well, Alex, <laughs> you know, it happens several times. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, like I said, we could talk all day. But want to know about what you're doing now. You're here in Vegas and just kind of, first of all, if people want to look up, see some of the stuff you've done online, where do they go? And, uh, you know, what have you got going now? Well, they can go to uh, YouTube, you know, youtube.com slash Mark Richards, M-A-R-K-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-L-V, like Las Vegas, no spaces. And then click on videos, and you'll see video clips of me on these talk shows. In fact, there's video clips of me hosting uh, the Jeopardy rehearsal game, you know, on, on, the, on my YouTube. And then of my appearances on other talk shows, you know, because I was considered an expert on TV game shows. You know, and how to get on, how to win, how to act, how to dress, how to play the game, and stuff like that. So, uh, they're there forever and ever and ever and ever. That's great. Hey, Mark, thanks so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-296-1337. 800-296-1337. 800-296-1337. That's 800-296-1337. Hi, this is Dr. Annette of The Dr. Annette Show. We've been talking today about COVID-19 and steps you can take to possibly prevent or mitigate infection. Silver and zinc have been used for centuries as disinfectants and as antimicrobials. We're offering you this special discount to make it easier and more affordable to get these essential silver and zinc liquid mineral supplements. 
Visit our website at www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Once again, that's www.elementalresearchinc.com and use promo code VEGAS20 to get 20% off silver and zinc products. Professional line not included. We are all in this together and we can get through this. Learn more at elementalresearchinc.com and use the promo code VEGAS20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.